I grew up in the storybook town of Sitka, Alaska. Yeah, thank you. And my dearest, oldest, and loudest friend was Tina, also the class clown of Sitka High graduating class of 1988, by the way. Um, Tina and I drove the 14 miles on that island listening to mixtapes in sharing our lives our, about our first kisses, our driver's licenses, and together with our other very loud friend, Larissa, our lives just ran parallel to each other for so many years. Um, first kisses turned into marriages, turned into babies, and between us we have the best of life and the worst of life. Um, 11 children, um, special ed uh, children, um, special needs. Um, gosh divorces, but our laughter and tears just have always seemed to go hand in hand. We'll laugh till we cry, or we'll cry until we laugh, you know. We'll get shushed out of every restaurant in town at least once, and um, that's how our lives have gone together, and we relate to each other in such a way in the context of Sitka. About, oh gosh, three or four years ago, Tina started um, slurring her words and stumbling a bit, and while well, sober, I should add, not while well drinking, while well sober. Um, and it turns out that she has a very aggressive brain disease called MSA, multiple systems atrophy. And it's like having Lou Gehrig's MS and Parkinson's at, Parkinson's at once. And so, again, um, as life hands us things and we laugh and cry about it, Larissa and I decide that we're going to take Tina to Mexico on a trip before things progress too, too poorly. So we went with... Tina, Larissa, Tina's walker, myself. And um, we learned how to navigate a little bit with Tina and her, her new set of circumstances. Um, and to be honest, we could kind of tease her about the slurring of her words a little bit. And we would say, you know what, let's just have some wine so we can catch up to you. Um, <laughs> well, one night we decide that we're going to go take Tina on this beautiful walk on the Malacan at Puerto Vallarta, which is a strip of... Um, uh, cement that goes along the beach and we're going to watch the sunset. So we rented a wheelchair to make it easy on Tina and we learned quickly that wheelchairs and sand do not mix. So we ditched the wheelchair and we put our blanket out. We carry, we kind of um, shoulder up with Tina a lot and walk next to her until we get her to her destination. So we had the blanket out, we were watching the sunset and Tina sees down the way some fire dancers and she was like oh my gosh, I would just love it if they would fire dance for us. And I was thinking, oh, great, they're wonderful at this. And they walked past us, so I was like, but if my girl wants fire dancers, my girl's getting fire dancers. So I grabbed 200 pesos, and I chased them down the beach. And I said, hey, I'm a fire dancer. Can I borrow your gear? <laughs> and I don't fire dance. I... I've never fire danced in my life, in fact, and I don't know why I wanted to, like, <laughs> um, upstage them with their, they're, they're the crafted ones, but um, they agreed to it. And I was just chastising myself. I was like, how, why did I lie? How did this just all happen like this? And I start, I turned around, I gave them my $200, and I'm kind of mad. And I'm thinking, why would they give me these? Why, why would they let me do this? They, they don't, how do they believe me? So... I stomped down the beach, and I'm thinking, should I, like, tell them the truth? And I get in front of my girlfriends, and there's the blanket. 
And if step one is just a lie, and, and you know it wasn't meditated, this lie just came out, then step two is I'm just going to fake it to make it. So um, I'm standing in front of the blanket, and they hand me, you know, I was hoping for a baton because I have twirled a baton before, but instead they gave me these, like, Chuck Norris nunchucks with, like, <laughs> chains and, and charcoal, you know, at the bottom, and I had no idea how these things were going to fire up. I had to light them, so I thought if I just kind of swung them around a little bit, they'd catch some air. That didn't work. Um, There's a woman with, I thought would be something with a flame coming out of it, but it turned out to be a drum. That didn't work. So pretty soon, the real fire dancer is chasing me around with a lighter, and he, he lights these things, and the girls are on the, on the blanket, and I can kind of, I'm just seeing it dawn them, and then like, oh my gosh, she's going to do this, you know? And now I'm thinking, oh, isn't this clever? This is clever. This is clever. And then pretty soon I hear them say, oh, she's done this. I didn't know she's done this before, because I am in step three of the lie, where I'm believing my own lie. And... <laughs> I started out slow, but I got very aggressive with those things. There was some twirling involved. There was some, like, swinging this way, you know. And, I mean, pretty soon I was like Beyonce at a halftime Super Bowl show in my own mind until I turned into Michael Jackson in that really pep bad Pepsi commercial that went bad. And so I had these things above my head and stopped. And all of a sudden it hit the side of my head. And like a good lie that comes crashing down and you're found out, I throw these fire, these flames away, and I just start running to the blanket and like patting my hair. Oh my God, is my hair on fire? Is my hair on fire? Which it wasn't, it just smelled bad for days. And I laid on the blanket and we laughed until we cried, as, our, as it's always been for us, laughter and crying and um, now it's one of those stories that we can uh, revisit and, and get a good chuckle over, kind of like the time we made Tina buy beer when she was underage and she got away with it. Um, it just one of those stories that's gone down in time. Um, but I will say, I've thought back to that night and I'm like, why did I just lie like that? How did that happen? Why? why? And I have never really come up with a good answer. Um, but I think inherently, I just wanted to hear that big laugh of Tina's, because I mean, it, it's so loud. <laughs> um, I think I wanted to relate to her through laughter, because so much of what she's going through now is unrelatable. I haven't really been in touch as much as I should. Her birthday wasn't very uh, long ago. And instead of calling, because it's difficult to hear her on the phone, understand what she's saying, I keep telling myself I'll get a card in the mail, and I haven't. Um, I think it's safe to assume that our lives that have run parallel for so long, uh, mine, won't, mine might run a little longer. And I think there's going to be a point where her kids will ask me about their mother, and I'll describe her laughter. I wish I could take it all away, even if it were just for moments on that night, I can live with it. But when her kids ask me, I will tell her that the best times of our friendship was when our laughter lit up the sky. <laughs>